So I missed so, you last week, Alex. Yeah, we, we missed you too, Jim. <laughs> well, sort of missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you heard last week's show. Oh, yeah, I was uh, trying to download it in the airport, but uh, there was too many gigs or whatever you call those damn things. I had to wait till this morning to listen to it. Hey, I want to thank you guys for butchering me while I was gone. No, it was our pleasure. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you got to cut back on the laughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now that now now that you're not in it, I, I you know you're like yeah you're right it's not funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I loved your dad. I think you're you're going to be out of a job here soon. Yeah, I, I I was thinking the same thing. Except you know the only thing I can do is is record the darn thing. You know I I thought he did a great job. I was really you know he's like he, he texted me afterwards. He's like well because I I was a little late getting the show up and and he's like well did I ruin the show? And I'm like no. I think it's probably one of the best ones we've ever done. <laughs> well, one comment. Yes. But, uh, you know, but, but, but it is good to have you back. How was your vacation? It was fantastic. I, I loved every minute of it. Uh, plenty of things to do. Saw lots of chickens in the street uh, in Key West. You know, they are protected there. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's true. They, they are protected. <laughs> How about and, the chicken hawks in Key West? Are they protected too? Well, no, they're, well, they're not allowed to get the damn chickens. I, I don't think you catch the reference. Yes, I got it. Oh, I say, I, I say, boy, <laughs> I say. Anyway, it was a great time. It's very relaxing. My, my my skin's a healthy shade of pink. Got off the airplane last night, and it was like, look, snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We got a lot to cover this week. Oh, we got a lot to go, because so much happened. So much. So much happened. I, like, had th- three things, and then you sent me two more, and then I got a third one. So what do we got on the show this week? We got a, a huge presidential announcement. Um, huge. And, uh, and uh, oh, we got stuff from North Korea. We got stuff from the Soviet Union. Yeah, no, 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 it's Russia. Yeah, well, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> These days, it's hard to remember. <laughs> Every one of our shows has something from North Korea and Russia. <laughs> if it weren't for Kim Jong Un and Putin, we'd have nothing. <laughs> well, we'd have Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we'd have Governor Skeletor. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I guess without further ado, roll the music, Alex. I'm going to whip the musical slaves down in the galley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MWMB. That's middle-aged white men. Complaining. I am your co-host, Alex Jeffries, nominally from the left, and sitting across the aisle from me is my, well, actually, in Canada. <laughs> it's a really big aisle. <laughs> um, is my conservative co-host, known to us fondly here as Jim. The well, Alex, let's start off with good news. Can we start off with some good news? Sure. What do you want to start off with? The royal baby. Oh, that's that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> what? Ten senators went down in an airplane crash. <laughs> <laughs> 
in a swamp full of alligators? <laughs> oh, yes, Prince William and Kate Middleton, they, they had a newborn princess. Oh, that's nice. Have, I haven't seen the internet yet this morning. Have they named it yet? They have not named it yet because that, you know, you got to have the royal decree or some gosh darn thing over there to do that. But it has been visited by all the big ones, you know, all the big, big wigs, you know, Prince Charles. Yeah, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa. But, you know, great-grandma, she's bound and determined to outlive that boy. He's never going to be king. Yeah, <laughs> She'll be like the Terminator Queen. <laughs> and now, Her Majesty's Christmas message for the year 2086. Coming to you live from Buckingham Palace, and this Christmas I wish you all a peaceful happy year. <laughs> That's the that same message last year. Anyway, Pippa, yeah. Pippa <laughs> came, yeah, Pippa came, and Prince well, they all came. Welcome, welcome, royal baby. Now we all have something to swoon about. <laughs> yes, it'll it break out the break, break out the Princess Diana coffee table books again. What? What the lady from the, the old uh, ro- uh, the, the the lady from the British nobility say back in like eighteen something? She said, "Oh, good, yes, we have an heir and a spare." Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I saw that they uh, painted tower, they lit Tower Bridge up in pink. Uh, you know, uh, in honor of the royal. Princess, so uh, you know, there we have it, and uh, you know, so God save the Queen, God save Her Majesty, long may she reign over us, happy and glorious, and all that good Princess, stuff. Princess, whatever her name's gonna be. What do you have to do now? Sing O Canada, or uh, it honestly, it seems to be a bigger deal in the United States than it is here. I think, I think the Americans are starting to miss the monarchy. This has always been my theory. This has always been my theory, Jim. If you think about it, you know, I think you're closer to the... You're joking, but I think you're closer to the truth than you might imagine. Because if you think about it, there's all kinds of royal families in the world. The Spanish royal family, and the Norwegian royal family, and the Dutch royal family. There's all... We don't know any of them. We don't care about any of them. Everybody's like, well, we've got a royal family, so we don't care. we got the Kardashians. <laughs> exactly. we got the Kardashians. <laughs> The Armenian royal family. Um, <laughs> at any rate, at any rate, you know, but we are, as you point out, we are obsessed with British royalty. And I think it's just separation anxiety. You know, I, I, I've often thought that, you know, if you think of it as a family, you've got the mother country, Great Britain, and then you've got all of the offspring. You've got the oldest child. America, the second oldest child, Canada. Now, Canada is the perfect sister. She never gets in trouble. She never stays out too late. She's always polite. She keeps a, she dresses demurely. She's, you know, she, she gets good grades. You know, it's just, that's Canada. Whereas America is like the rebellious older teenage sister that ran away from home. She does drugs. She she does drugs. She swears. She dresses like a slut, and <laughs> you know, and and it's all just a pitiful cry for attention from Mama. Meanwhile, New Zealand and Australia are sitting over in the corner somewhere, sucking their thumbs and playing video games. 
It's just the perfect English-speaking family as far as I'm concerned. And on Thanksgiving, the, the crazy... All hell breaks loose. The crazy uncle from Fiji comes in and that's, yeah. the, end. that's the end of it. Oh, my God. You know, we haven't even gotten to what we planned to talk on. We've already wasted nine minutes and 30 seconds. But, you know, I, I've, I've wanted to do that rant for a long time. So thank you very much. Um, and again, God save our gracious queen. God save our noble queen. God save our queen. That's enough. Before I forget, because I forget things quickly. Um, what? What? Now that Jeff is is uh, is a renowned announcer and uh, and radio show host, did 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 he forget to send us a song, or do we have a song this week? Oh, we we've got a song this week. Uh, apparently, Cabbage Patch Jeff has been watching events in Baltimore as as oh boy, yeah, <laughs> tragic. We've actually steered away from Baltimore here, not because we don't have opinions on it, or because we don't feel uh, a massive complicated emotions here at MWMB. Because, but just quite frankly, it's it's too depressing all around. So, but Cabbage Patch Jeff, like any good musician, has forged ahead and put his feelings and thoughts to song. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Cabbage Patch Jeff, Baltimore. Put down your beer and come over here, y'all. Listen to this. Needs to get her script, but you burned her CBS down. And now she needs a ride across town and money to pay for the trip. Put down your beer and come over here. Y'all listen to this. It said two wrongs don't make a right. Think real long before you toss a brick. Burning it down won't make you slick. Writing the wrong is a long fight. You know, amen, Jeff. Amen. Yeah, I, I think that was that was yeah, I'm, and I think I think we all agree on this. Yeah, I think that's that's something that we can all agree on. Anyway, uh, I and speak, speaking speaking of all agreeing, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do you do you mind if we start in Korea? Our new news person actually has north or south. What's that? North or south? Oh, north. Oh, wow, of course it's North. Where the hell is South Korea? <laughs> <laughs> it's just south of North Korea. I wanted to start in, in here, and we'll actually let our brand new uh, reporter, uh, Jennifer Sargent, tell us about this. Okay, I see you're hiring people while I'm gone, too. Oh, yeah, you know. It's, is this smart budget? The five bucks in sandwich? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All the air you can breathe while you're in the office. <laughs> And from our North Korea desk, according to an April 23rd story in the Wall Street Journal, experts from the People's Republic of China told American officials that North Korea already has 20 functional nuclear warheads and could double that number by next year. The United States previously estimated that Kim Jong-un has at least 16 nuclear warheads. Officially, neither the Americans nor the Chinese are confirming that the conversation ever took place.
In other news from the Hermit Kingdom, North Korean state-run TV reports that Kim Jong-un claims to have climbed North Korea's highest mountain, the obese dictator. <laughs> Does it say obese? <laughs> well, we wrote that in our newsroom, but it's true. Go on, Jennifer. The obese dictator, who recently appeared in public with a cane after having crushed his own ankle, is said to have recently climbed the 9,000-foot peak in time to see the sunrise. The Supreme Commander, who was pictured in the company of many military pilots, gave no explanation as to why he chose to walk up the mountain. The move was especially puzzling in the wake of April 19th's announcement by State TV that he was fully able to drive a car at the age of three. And no, we're not making that up. Oh, my God. At the age of three, he drove a car, but he walked up the mountain in time to see the sunrise, even though the guy is bigger than the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> now, I got to admit, I've seen, the, I've seen the photo yeah. of him up there with about, you know, two, three dozen happy, smiling military men sitting in the middle and everybody's smiling. And it, uh, unfortunately, one of the photos looks like it was taken from a helicopter. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's, that's, well, did you notice that all of the military men with him, none of them are infantry. Those are the guys you usually send to climb a hill. All of the guys in the photo are pilots. Well, you know, somebody had to fly him up there. Why, why, why would you have a bunch of pilots walk you up the mountain? Well, you know, that is a very special place, that mountain. Pleiku or whatever the heck it's called up there. It's very special because that's where his daddy, uh, the late Kim Jong-il, uh, was born, you know, under a double rainbow. <laughs> you know, and, and this is supposedly godless communism, right? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Holy cow. How about the Chinese, too, by the way? I mean, you know, talk about throwing your buddy under the bus. Um, he doesn't have 16, he has 20. You didn't hear it from us. <laughs> and here's where they are. That's right. What the hell are you going to do about it? <laughs> well, you know, you took Air Force June 2, June 2, probably up to the top of the hill there. And now, uh, yeah. uh, he's not happy unless he's in the news, you know? Look, no, look that's, me, well, you me. know. That's right. Well, I don't know if this story, you know, a lot of that stuff that comes out of North Korea, it's really hard to tell. You know, there was a story not too long ago that he had his uncle killed uh, by feeding to a pack of wild dogs. Um, oh, I believe that. What? Later on, later on, we found out that wasn't exactly true. He did have his uncle killed, but he may not have actually used wild dogs. That may have been an invention of a Chinese blogger, sort of the sort of the Middle Kingdom version of MWMB. But they did find the lair of all unicorns in North Korea. That's true. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Yes, indeed, they found a unicorn fossil, didn't they? <laughs> it was a gnarl with five legs. <laughs> Me so horny. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> well, let's, uh, maybe I'll find the photo. We can uh, post the uh, photo of, uh, of the great uh, the, the little general, the young general, and put it on. Yes, the, the little the little corporal um the uh, okay give, give me a second while i search the internet um i, I gotta find out uh, just so you know folks jim and i had a little debate um i believe i heard that kim jong-un was canceling his russia trip that we talked about a week or two ago uh and jim just doesn't want to believe it because putin and kim in the same place is too good to be true so let's see what we can find out usa today reports 
that Kim Jong-un cancels Russian trip. No! And the Voice of America is also saying that the cancellation of Russia trip sparks speculation on Kim Jong-un. Um, I don't know what they're speculating about. Um, is there anything left to speculate about? <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so, but speaking of Russia... Our favorite president. Yes, and czar of all the Russians, I think now... You know, we did mention that the 70th anniversary of the victory over uh, the Nazis is coming up, right? Yes, we talked about that last show we were together. Uh, and I do, I hear that they're very big on celebrating this. Oh, and well, you were telling me and reminding me that, you know, the Soviets lost, what was it, like 20 or 30 million people? And, I, you know, I think America lost like 500,000 in World War II. No, uh, well, that's, that's because the Nazis weren't coming through New Jersey. Well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> They're going to be doing that next year. So Ted Cruz is running for president, haven't you heard? Oh, <laughs> He's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, it is a really big uh, it is a really big deal, and apparently uh, there's a story that came out of there. There's a biker group. Um, I hadn't heard of these guys. Have you ever heard of the Night Wolves? Uh, I've, I've heard wolves at night. Yes. Well, yes, but these are the Night Wolves, and apparently they're a rather big thing in Russia. I hadn't heard of them until recently, but we have another news story uh, from the M. WMB newsroom, so I guess we'll turn it over to Jennifer Sargent again uh, for this update from uh, from Middle Europa. The Night Wolves, a Russian ultra-nationalist motorcycle gang, was stopped at the Polish border, a move which put a damper on the gang's plans to ride their choppers across Poland into Berlin in celebration of Russia's 1945 victory over Hitler. According to reports by the Associated Press, the Polish government was alarmed by the fact that gang members had taken an active and violent role in Russia's annexation of the Crimea last year and by their close ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Russia's foreign ministry reportedly chided the Poles for their short memories and reminded them that the Red Army saved Poland from the Nazis. The Russians made no mention of their role in helping the Germans carve Poland into tiny pieces in 1939, Stalin's executions of Polish anti-communist officers, or the more than 40 years Poland spent behind the Iron Curtain. Meanwhile, German officials say that the Russians were not welcome in Berlin, even if they did make it through Poland. No, no, please, I understand. We like free speech. We're glad Hitler's dead and everything, but that's too demon. Last time they were here, they left some mess. We're still trying to sweep everything up. No, 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 no. Go home. Go, go, go home. There was no confirmation that Chancellor Angela Merkel ordered the German Wehrmacht not to retreat in the face of the biker onslaught on pain of death. They saved Poland? <laughs> That's what the Russian foreign ministry apparently said. <laughs> we saved you from the Nazis. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that's... That that's kind of like you you talls condemn prisoners. Well, you want to be shot or hung. <laughs> what are you crinkling? Oh, I'm sorry, bag of trail mix. What? I do the sound effects around here, not you. I'm oh, sorry, I'm stopped, I'm stopped. It sounds like the... No, we'll take a little break, silence, pour out some text mix, and, and then... And then... And we'll, we'll keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be slight... There will be a slight interruption in the podcast while we stop for Jim to eat trail mix. I gotta keep my strength up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, speaking of speaking of uh, the Soviets saving uh, from Nazism, there is a published report published published, and this is coming from the Financial Times, that in five years they have announced that Putin will have robot soldiers. Oh my lord! Mind-controlled exoskeletons. Wow. For their for their troops. And they will be all but invincible and able to lift 600 pounds. And it'd be kind of like a Russian army Terminator-like super soldiers in five years. Wow. That, that is just, that, that is actually, aren't we doing the same thing, though? Yeah, but there's a difference. Ours are good. Oh, right. We have the good robots. <laughs> Super soldiers. Super soldiers. Yeah, that, that, that really... Mind control. Yeah, the Russians... I know how this is going to work out. The Russians are going to wind up with something like the Terminator. And we're going to send out R2-D2 and C-3P. Okay. You know... Prepare to die. Warning, Will Robinson. Dangers. Yeah. I can just see them coming across the steps again. Warning, danger, Will Robinson. Hey, speaking of which, do you know, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this podcast on May 3rd. Do you know what that makes tomorrow? Uh, Monday? Monday, May... 4th? May the 4th be with you! Uh, You've never heard of this? It's actually a semi-official holiday now. It's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Um, Really? No, 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 no. This is a thing. I didn't make it up. Um, So anyway, happy May the 4th to you, Jim. Um, You know, we'll play the uh, Darth Vader theme in your honor. (laughs) Oh, Jim, while you were on that boat, huge things happened here in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I read. I read. We have a new entrance. Yeah. In the presidential circus. And and this one is just awesome. And so for our final report from Jennifer Sargent this week, we'll turn it back over to the newsroom. Roll a tape, please. Oh, no, not at all. No, we're in this race to win. you got to understand, if you try to put together a movement which says we have got to stand together as a people and say that this capital, this beautiful capital, our country belongs to all of us and not the billionaire class, that's not raising an issue. That is winning elections. That's where the American people are. All right, thank you very much. And with that, it's official. Bernie Sanders, the self-proclaimed socialist senator from Vermont, has tossed his hat into the presidential ring. The Brooklyn-born Sanders arrived in Vermont like so many refugees from the 1960s, part of what is now known to scholars as the Great Ben and Jerry Diaspora. Once scorning the major political parties as Democans and Republicrats, Sanders is now seeking the Democan Party's nomination for President of the United States. The former fringe candidate rose to prominence following his election as mayor of Vermont's largest city, Burlington, in 1980. He was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1990 and to the U.S. Senate in 2006. Speaking at the annual White House Correspondents' Dinner, lame duck President Barack Obama said, And Bernie Sanders might run. Apparently, some folks really want to see a pot-smoking socialist in the White House. We could get a third Obama term after that. And Hillary Clinton had this to say. 
Left-wingers across the nation celebrated the announcement, as did Parker Brothers. The board game manufacturer revealed plans for a new college drinking game. Students will be challenged to imbibe every time Senator Sanders utters the words, huge. Huge. Huge amounts of money. Huge. That's a huge issue. Huge. The huge, huge financial institutions. Huge. Corporations. Major corporations in this country. Major corporation after major corporation. Corporations are not people. And corporations cannot be allowed to contribute huge sums of money to political campaigns. And millionaires and billionaires. Billionaires and billionaires. Billionaires, billionaire families. Not going to get money from billionaires. Billionaire, the billionaire class. Billionaires, billionaires. The Sanders campaign has not responded to rumors that the senator foiled a plot to release live alligators into the halls of Congress earlier this year. Of course, we totally made up that last story about the Bernie drinking game, but, but damn it, it should be true. I believe the alligator one. And, uh, and, at, that, and at that rate, you know, there's not going to be a sober college student left in this country. But there's the one now anyway. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about getting a case of beer and trying that Bernie drinking game for myself. I'm donating. I'm, I'm going to donate to Bernie's campaign. Well, God bless you. I, You know, the guy annoys the heck out of me, but I, there's a lot. He says a lot that I agree with. I I just, you know, there's, there's, he's such a pain in the butt, Jim, but he is saying a few things that, in my opinion, need to be said. So it's kind of like watching my, well, I was going to say my mother-in-law, but I, I actually like my mother-in-law. It's kind of like watching you go over a cliff in my new Mercedes. It's mixed emotions. <laughs> You know, finally got his hair settled down. <laughs> well, he's lost most of it now, finally. <laughs> I think, no, you know what? I think that's the best thing to happen in the Democratic primary. Absolutely the best thing. Well, it's certainly going to be the most entertaining thing. <laughs> I, You know, he's got to make it at least past three or four primaries before, you know. But he raised one and a half million bucks in 24 hours, more than anybody else. What is that uh, noise? It's the air conditioner or the heater kicking off. Oh, for God's sake. You know, it sounds like you're on an Air Force own. I'm going on top of Pleiku Mountain. <laughs> it's the rushing winds. So, yeah, one and a half million in 24 hours. Better than your 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 uh, boat cruise buddy. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, I just yeah, I it's 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 uh, I think that'll you know raise the quality of the debate. Yeah, plus Mike Huckabee's getting in next week and that's going to be fun. Um so I love his name. What? I still got a hat from 2000 whatever the hell it was from him. Oh, really? Huckabee? Well, I just like the name. Yeah, well, who wouldn't want a Huckabee hat? I mean, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I'm going to go put on my Huckabee hat and go out and pick huckleberries. <laughs> then I'm going to huck them at you. Um, <laughs> Rus- Russell Gator. That's right. <laughs> All right, we're, we're running out of time Oh, here, boy, so are we well. ever running out of time. I don't know if you had a salute, but... I saw something this week. What do you got? Anything? I got that Florida guy having sex with a tree. What do you got? Well, I got a man who punched a bear in the mouth to save his chihuahua. <laughs> Did he have sex with him? Jimmy punched a bear in the mouth. <laughs> uh, we'll go with you. Okay. This is from the Washington Post, reported by Peter Holly. A man by the name of Carl Moore looked out his window recently and saw a 300-pound black bear 
trying to eat his petulance. The 75-year-old man ran out of his home, cocked his fist, and punched the bear right in the mouth. No! His friends have actually borne witness <laughs> to this fact, so they, they may all be lying, but the Wall Street Journal reported it anyway. Um, two guys, witnesses. Um, one of those men, John Sargent, says the post, uh, said the punch went down just like the 70-something-year-old the man said it would. The bear spun around, got up on his haunches, and Carl just blasted him. <laughs> well, they, they like Carl, better than that Mayfair, what's his name, fight? Yeah, no kidding. I didn't, I didn't see that, but I would much rather... I heard it was over before it started. I would much rather pay to see an old man in a bear. <laughs> well, apparently this guy is an ex-first recon marine, uh, and he has a history of uh, ballroom, barroom brawls, and all that sort of stuff. Wait a minute, the guy's got a chihuahua as a pet? That's what I could not figure out. The guy says, the guy, this is a quote from the man, the man or beast I run from ain't been born, and his mama's already dead. <laughs> Oh, and then, yeah, he has a chihuahua for a pet. No moss, no moss. That's like a bodybuilder in a pink shirt, man. You are very secure in your masculinity. <laughs> Especially if you keep the dog in a purse. That is so salute worthy. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Moore, if you're listening, I, I'm not telling you where I live. Um, he's, he's, apologi he's apologizing profusely, sir. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's my salute for this week. I suggest we salute Carl Moore. Oh yes, Mr. Moore. Let's roll that music. And so I should just send it to you so you can learn it and then you can sing along. <laughs> and so Mr. Carl Moore, Carl Moore for flattening a black bear with a vicious right hook. And saving your E.B. Woo Chihuahua from death. Save me, save me. It's <laughs> all right, it's all right. <laughs> we here at MWMB salute you. Salute you. And we have come to the end of another one. <laughs> here comes another one. <laughs> <laughs> dive! Dive! Incoming! We, we did that show already. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we've done this. I, we've milked the submarine bit for all it's worth. We. <laughs> number one, I'm going number two. <laughs> Fire number two. No! <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> That's, that's about it. Oh, well, thanks again to Cabbage Patch Jeff for last week helping us hold the fort. And uh, thank goodness uh, that our friend the Hammer is back safe and sound from his trip to the great sunny shores of the Caribbean. It's good to have you back. I know that you're in intense military training this week, learning how to do all sorts of interesting and fascinating things. I expect to be, we probably won't be able to hear anything about that. but Not a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but man, wouldn't it be a great show. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode 50. What is this? Episode 53. 54. 55, 55. Anybody want to give me 55? I don't know what it is. One million. <laughs> Alex, have a good week. 
The obese dictator, who recently appeared in public with a cane after having crushed his own ankle, is said to have recently... I can't do it. 